Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is some of our thoughts. Hey guys, it's Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is some of our thoughts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Howdy. I texted Sarah on the way to pick her up before we came here and said, I'm feeling a little silly today. And And I am also feeling very silly today. Which I have noticed since I've retrieved you from your home. You've been. (laughs) I've been on, I have a wine study tonight at our, at my house and Carter's has been over all weekend helping me clean and I keep cleaning. I've been cleaning this morning, caffeinating, Mm -hmm. hanging out with my kiddo. I'm just feeling good. I had French toast this morning that I made. I think the source of this is I actually slept a little bit more last night. So I we're feeling maybe this is how I'm always supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) She's back. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, we have a fabulous episode today for you all. You guys, this wine. We have two really, really special bottles. Um, very, very special bottles. Be special. Be special. So I think (laughs) here we go. Um, the varietal in question today is a funny little French word that we're going to, we're going to take a moment just to talk about the pronunciation of this alone. This in our job, Sarah and I encounter a lot of people and a lot of these people that order this particular wine at Sarah's job specifically, uh, have a lot of <laughs> variation in the way that they pronounce it. So would you like to tell us how you actually pronounce I pronounce this varietal as Moved. It is a French word. Mm-hmm. Moved. 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 And it's spelled M-O-U-R-V-E-D-R-E. Moved. With that cute little French. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> like it's wink. An accent, but it's not called an accent. No, I know, but. I uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, <laughs> so. The variations we get, let's just go back and forth. I say one, you say one? Yeah. Morvedre. Mouvred? Mouvad. <laughs> Who on earth would say oh. Mouvad? Uh, mm. There's no D anywhere near there. Well, okay, that takes the cake. I mean, I. Morvad. Oh, I can keep going. Well, I know. Morvadre. Yeah. I've heard. Uh, Morverdi. Merverdi. Merverdi. Oof. You get that one a lot too, huh? Yes. And it's one of those that I just, I kind of look (laughs) very blankly and like, I, I, I want to laugh so bad, but that's like, 
Rude. I will say a lot of people in Texas, because it's grown quite a bit here as well. Um, a lot of people will say Morvedra, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. it a little more like I feel like Joey says it. Joey says Morvedra. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things, too, where, like, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. But some people are really wrong. <laughs> yeah. Morvedra is very wrong. <laughs> Morved. That one gets me. Morved. Because I've heard that at the vineyard, and I, I kind of, like, stopped what I was doing. I think I put... I had like stuff in my hand. I like put it down and I, I looked at Kyle and he just looked at me like, <laughs> like no, no, no. So Can't. speaking of Kyle, we'll just go ahead and get this over with real quick. Um, oh, buddy. This darling little angel had a MoveEd wine study in September of 2020. And uh, this is where we're getting the recipe for the recipe inspiration today because yes. he's uh, Julia Child's Bouffe Bourguignon, mm. which is one of the best things that Kyle makes. It is. Yeah. Kyle makes like two things. The spicy green chili and cheese are, are also fantastic. Are also fantastic. Stick with what you know. <laughs> if <Yeah>. you're Kyle. <laughs> we love you, Kyle. And Shouts out. I can't wait for you to move back and make us this recipe. As long as we can find pearl onions. Oh, have to go to the <laughs> very specific place to find these. So, okay. Okay, getting into it. We have two bottles of 2017 Mouved. Mm-hmm. One is from France from my work. Mm-hmm. One is from Valley Mills Texas, Vineyards. Texas. From Sarah's work, yes. And my bottle is very special today because it's, it's actually our, like our favorite vintage of anything. I think it's the, the best vineyard. wine we've ever made. It's also... I've heard Joey say that before. Unfortunately for our listeners, it is not available to be purchased anymore. We, <laughs> we technically sold out quite a while back, but um, yeah. there was kind of like a library secret stash mm-hmm. that we purchased. Um, I have specifically, some. <laughs> yeah, specifically for our home stash and for this episode because yeah. it is just a fantastic wine. Um, I'm not totally sure on a lot of the wine specs on it, but I will say... It tastes, to me, the big, big tasting notes are blackberry and white pepper. White pepper specifically. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's exactly how, yes. Because it has a nice spice to it, but not like Ugh. baking spice, not like black pepper, which Mm-mm. can be kind of harsh, like a coarse black pepper, you know, if that's you bite like into a, a peppercorn. Mm-hmm. You know, For like, sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. White pepper. Very smooth, 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 smooth pepper. And I'm going to take a sip. Enjoy that. So this, if we've, if you've been with us this whole time, or if you're just chop, like stopping by for this one episode, we have mentioned the the philosophy and like the process of like aging wines. Not all wines are suitable to age. Yeah, this bottle is going to be perfectly preserved. Oh my god, this wine is so good. <laughs> I took a sip and it's still just like lingering yeah. on in my whole mm-hmm. mouth. Same, mm. same. And look at like I mean even just in in our glasses right now all you can hear me swirling mine around we just get the fattest legs on this sucker mm-hmm. like literally you know I do think this one was maybe fourteen five ABV yeah and you can taste there. it you can like feel the alcohol yeah. and that's a huge thing with wine if you're just like tasting it exploring your palate and like holding wine in your mouth the higher the alcohol you can like feel it tingling sure. in your <clears throat> in your cheeks. It gets absolutely, and I just I think it's so cool that both of these are 2017. They're both obviously from different parts of the world, so I don't think that the climate, you know, is gonna 
necessarily have like the similar impact. No, and um, Just a cool I comparison. could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Yeah, I'm correct. Okay, so this Morved was from Newsom Vineyards. Oh yeah, um, yeah, up in the high plains of Texas, out, kind of out towards. Um, kind of out towards the Lubbock area. And this one, way back when, it did win a award at, at Texon, the Texas, no, it won a silver medal at the Texas International Wine Competition. Well, that's fun. It's amazing. And it deserves all the awards. <coughs> it does. It was so good. Just it awards, so good. awards, awards. <laughs> money, money, money. Oh, it's delicious. Truly. Truly, truly. So this one, uh, we literally just opened. It's one of those I, I believe could be, you know, decanted if you, you are feeling fancy. Yeah, you could totally decant this. I think it, it would really do it justice. And it's obviously not a young wine. I mean, it's 2017. It's been in the bottle for three years, four years now. This label, or I guess this bottle is really cool in the in the um, sense that it doesn't have a label on it either. Yeah, it just doesn't have a label on it. It's sick. Our sneaky stash. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like unmarked prohibition <laughs> under the table. Um, so good. I have three bottles of this left, which I'm willing to share one with Kyle when he comes to visit. <laughs> I was like, what are you about to say right now? <laughs> but then the other two, I'm genuinely planning to hold on to for like 10 years. Uh, yeah, I would love to taste this down the road. Imagine having, well, and, you know, knowing Joey, he, I hope that he has some in the library if we ever want to do a retrospective. But I think so. I think we're planning on doing like a Roan retrospective this fall, and I would love to include that. Yeah. There's got to be a couple bottles lying around somewhere. The really cool thing about VMV, too, is it inspires so much love, and the regulars are just so about it. It's like the people oh, who yeah. love VMV are like all in Team VMV. So your customers will often hold on to bottles yes. and at retrospectives bring their own. Daryl Thompson. Yep. Shout out. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that I was there and I you benefited were? from that. 2015, 2014 Cabernet? Something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember what it was. It was like a bottle <laughs> that like nobody had. And he had one and he shared it. He like bought a ticket to this event as a... Wine club yeah. member, you have to be a wine club member to attend these retrospectives at VMV. It's so worth it, and yes, it is. Um, he brought it and shared, and we all got a little taster of it. That's and awesome. it was incredible to include it in the lineup because I think it was what like five, six years, something like that. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, and this Morved too, are like Carter's kind of saying, our loyal customers. They will still ask about this bottle, and this bottle has not been for sale in maybe two years, maybe a year, at least a year. Yeah, at least a year. At least a year. But honestly, our current vintage, the 2019 Morved, we skipped the 20, we skipped 2018. We went to the 2019. Um, we only have maybe three or four cases of the 2019 Morved. Like this varietal is so good, you guys. Like if it's one of those that you've ever seen in a store and you're like, I don't know what that is. Slap yourself. Just buy it. Also, and stop saying ooh when you're in the <laughs> wine section. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Unless you're looking at like fruit wine, then whatever. Um, if you I like will fruit say, time as much as I do. Oh my God. Time out. A girl came in yesterday and she was like, I only drink fruit wine. And I went, get the fuck out. Well, <laughs> uh, basically, I don't know what my face looked like. I know it had to look insane. <laughs> and I was like, well, imagine. I don't have that. <laughs> I was like, so you like something sweet? And she was like, I don't know. I just like really like fruit wine. I was like, okay, you, I'm telling you. Like, right. let me just get you something on the sweeter side. Um, so we were talking about how to say this, you know, Mourved, Morvedra. It also goes by a few other names. Monastrel mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. Spain. Mataro. Mm -hmm, Mataro. Alicante. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
lot of different names for it. A lot of different places as well. Absolutely. It's such a great wine. We have the um, the Bandol region of France, <coughs> the Alicante region of Spain, and then in the Rhone, uh, Provence, Provence, <laughs> the Pro- Provence, <laughs> and uh, Corbière regions. Um, they use Mouvet as a blending grape. But typically, as as far south as the French wine that I have to talk about. Which I've never had. I'm very excited to Me taste too. this today. Me too. It is inspired <coughs> so much. Um, but we also have this incredible bottle of 2017. We don't want to, like, slam. Well, I slammed mine. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. <laughs> Sorry I, I just keep, it. like, holding it in my mouth because it's so good. Oh, yeah, but, like, big gulps. That's a big gulp. Um, I, I did want to say real quick, though, this is it's a rare find to have a single variety Mouved this far south of, in France. They typically mm. only use it as a blending grape this far south. So to have 100% Mouved at our disposal. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you're probably familiar, or maybe you're not, with um, GSM. Yes. A very well. popular blend, Grenache Sauron Mouved. That's why I, a lot of people are like, Morved, I think I know that. You've probably had a GSM before, and that's where that Morved's coming in from. What, what were you going to say? I think I know what you were going to say. What do you think I was going to say? The time Kyle asked you if you knew what a GSM was. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to call him out like that. I am. I love him. <laughs> well, yeah, that I was really offended. I, I looked at him, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like... Okay, it's just like three years ago, Mr. Also. Wine King. Like I looked at him, like, have I heard of a GSM? I think, yeah, I have. I was so mad. I I know. <laughs> I texted you and I was like, this mother. <laughs> and um, and he he was so smirky and he was like, oh yeah, you know. But it was just like he didn't he wasn't taking me seriously mm-hmm. as a sommelier. I know. Which we've been getting a little bit of. I'm not going to get into that right now. We can't no, talk about that here. No. But um, Sarah and I, as women in this industry, badass women in mm-hmm, this industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know our shit. That's all I'm saying. We do. Step you back, have Kyle. questions? We got the answers. <laughs> or sometimes. <laughs> we With maybe the perfect amount of mispronunciation. Because oh, I, I was telling Sarah about this bottle earlier today, and I texted her, this is going to be so fun mm. to mispronounce. <laughs> But I got it. I think I got it. I believe in you. Do you want me to do it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Do we need like a drum roll? No, oh, definitely not. Okay. Um, I think that you pronounce this as Le Tombre Trove. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's got this gorgeous like watercolor Le swoosh of a, of a horse, a horsey horse. Um, I have had this producer... Uh, before and I've actually had this. It was a, as a sample, and it was you know. Oh, you've a, had this. I have. Yeah, oh, nice. They, they have a, a single variety uh, Syrah as well. The uh, selections from Camo and Co., which is a, a new. Um, I was about to say I've never seen that new distributor that my boss is working with, and they sent us a case. And this was one of the first like little things David gifted me as Aww. an employee. He left a case for me and Jaden Bailey. Of all of these wines. Cool. And they were already open. Like, he had had a little zip of each of them. Sure. But he left us with, like, all of this <clears throat> wine, and we had the best. I think I got Cajun Craft for dinner yeah. on my night off, took it up to the wine shop, and we had all of these spread out all over the counter, and we actually, like, made, a, like, a scale of the ones we like best 
Oh, that's know. so fun. Yeah, I'll post the picture when we upload this episode. Because yeah. it was it was a great night. And this bottle is just so beautiful. It's striking label. I love horses. Mm-hmm. Me and Sarah grew up riding horses. We did. We did. Which isn't like a standard stereotypical Texas thing, as you might think. But we're very... <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. I mean, we're very lucky. And it, it informed my entire childhood to get to have horses and yeah. still do. My dad, growing up when I was really little, my dad did the whole like, he was a calf roper and would go to rodeos and stuff. So we always had, we had a whole like horse pen, horse roping arena that people Mm -hmm. would like come out and practice. So I grew up watching him and then, you know, I always had my own like horse or pony throughout the years and we would just walk around the pasture together and talk. And I did barrel racing for a little bit when I was Oh my God, same. That's so funny. It was fun. Yeah, no, it was (laughs) great childhood. Great childhood. Yeah. Okay, so this wine, though, I need you to have oh, a sip oh, of this. Oh, And, like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to hurry you, but it's like, you know, come on. I, <laughs> sorry. I'm not trying to hurry you, but fucking hurry up, Sarah. I, uh, I, it's so natty. It's so cool to compare these Uh-oh. side by side. Oh, yeah. whoa. Oh, don't make that face at me. Okay, okay. It's stanky. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. But you know better than most people that old world wine smells different than it tastes. It's starting to smell better. Yeah, it needed it needed. It was to pretty open farty up. at first. It is and that's our friend Charlie loves farty wines. He does love fart. Has he had this? No, but uh, we take oh, some. We should, to yeah, him we can save some. Well, he'll see him tonight. Oh my God, he's coming to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a good day, guys. Oh my God. I texted Sarah like, wow, this is a big wine day. You actually texted me this morning, happy wine day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it like National Wine Day? And you were oh, like, I no, so hard. <laughs> podcast, wine study. I was like, oh, no, yeah. we will be drinking all day together. We set ourselves up for success today. Okay. Now you've, you've had a couple little sips. Yep. Settling in. Yep. Incredibly different than what we had it's from so Texas. So different. So, so, so different. My work versus your work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the battle begun. Well... It's okay. What do you like about it? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, so much. Just structurally, it's so much lighter. It is. Yeah, it is really light. It does That's have, true. it kind of has a flavor bomb. I mean, it's a. It's very complex. It's got a lot of stuff going on, but that's what I love about my Natty Wines. It's it's pretty tannic. It's really high acid mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know it if is anyone so much more. I hate high acid reds. Way less tannic than the VMV, mm-hmm. but it just settles in different parts of your tongue, and it kind yeah. of, to me, activates like that astringency. Mm-hmm. A little, it's a little yeah. sour, little but sour. not like vinegar. I mean, it's very well rounded. It's beautifully balanced, in my opinion. I mean, we can fight. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep trying it. I'm going to finish this glass, and then I'll meet you outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lock the door when you go outside and finish the VMV wine. Bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. Unreal. I do really like the grippiness of this. Mm-hmm. I like how it feels in my mouth. I'm not a big fan of how it tastes. Okay. But with that being said, you still can get <clears throat> that varietal character that really does shine through. Like the actual grapes themselves. Like yeah. you still can totally taste that. Well, I want to tell just a few little facts about this since sure. we know about VMV. I'm very grateful that Sarah was able to determine that it was the Newsome. Uh, I just say ranch, but that's not right. Newsome. Newsome Vineyards. Yeah, estate. Because their, uh, their Cabernet is one of my favorites. Yeah, you somehow, they grow a lot of really beautiful fruit. They do a good job up there. It's a giant, giant vineyard, too. Like This one is, giant. too. It's crazy. Let's talk about it. Like 130 about it. acres. Um, you're going to love this. The um, 
the vines themselves. He's a 32-year-old trained in biodynamic farming, the guy that took this over. That's fun. Yes. Um, I love the idea of biodynamic farming. Yeah. I think it's so cool. It's crazy. Well, and Sarah and I are witches, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, As I'm sniffing this Palo Santo bracelet Carter handed <laughs> me. <laughs> so good. For your health. So um, the, uh, the vines, the carignan vines at this place are 130 years old, which I, like, David, if you ever listen to this, I want it. I want it. Can you get me some of these 130-year-old mm-hmm. carignan? Whoa. 130? 130. Then they have 90-year-old Grenache Blanc and Grenache Noir. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. Then they have 40-year-old Macabo. Oh. And Mouved. So they, they've definitely gone through, like, stages where they tried planting new things, and that obviously has been working for them. Yeah, that's um, awesome. This is one of the more recent ones, but 40 years old are still incredibly. What part of, what part of France did you say this was in? Like, Lengua if I'm da- looking at France. it's So it's right south, on the more Spanish south? border. Oh, yeah. okay. It's oh, very, very cool. mountainous in that region. Yeah, too. that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to picture it, like, oh, shoot, okay. So um, when I Googled this, Le Tom Retrouvé, I noticed – that a movie popped up. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. With Catherine Deneuve and John Malkovich. And I literally what? wrote John Malkovich, LOL. <laughs> Wait, that's the name of a movie that he's been in? Yeah, it's... it's oh, gosh. It uh, stands for Time Regained. And the movie came out in 1999. Hashtag Aww. Darian. And then um, I just love... I mean, there is a lot of information on this. They, they called it um, Old Furniture. That's what, like, Le Tom Retrouvé, like, it stands for time regained and also. Oh, wow. Um, this this vineyard was abandoned for 20 years, though. So they had oh, all of these vines. Oh, that's a lot of work. Right? Think about Ooh. 130-year-old vines that you're restoring from 20 years of negligence. And they've, they've come back. And they're, like, that's very crazy. successful. But the guy who has taken it over now is our age. Well, why did it make me feel, like, unproductive? Well, Whatever, I have a being, podcast. I was going to say <laughs> that you're talking on right this moment. <laughs> Go off. So, yeah, it's 12.5%, but it is it does feel very alcohol-like, mm-hmm. heavy. Um, I think it's excellent structure and very good fruit balance, in it, but it's just a natural representation, right? That's why uh, my shop is a little different than... What it's Sarah's growing on me like. as I drink more of it. Oh, yeah. I, it's it's going to need to open up I think maybe it just needed, bit. yeah, it needed a super... For me, it needed to open up. For a while. I think by the time we get it home, and then when Charlie and Dem roll mm-hmm. up this evening, it will be... Uh, it's even smelling a lot different now. Of course. Great. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I will say this was also... I mean, it's an old enough bottle that I, um, I've i been very diligent about how I've stored this. Um, I did break the cork. It happens. It, because it's, you know, it's an old cork. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was going to ask you, so there's a horse on the label. Do all of their wines have horses on them? Or just, just this one? Just this one and the Syrah. Oh, and the Syrah. The Syrah has a black horse on it. Ooh, I'd be interested to try their Syrah. I'm more picky with picky with Syrahs, mm-hmm. I think, just because they can be pretty heavy. And sometimes I have, like, a licorice thing going on that I'm not a huge fan of. Totally. But sometimes, like, if I'm pairing it with food or something, I can, I, like, would like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, do you want to talk about... Julia Child's Boof Bourguignon? Yes. And I think... Um, Do you wait. have a Julian Child impression? Oh, I can. Yeah. Well, hello. 
Well, it was almost Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're almost the same person, let's oh, be honest. She, she kind of had this, you know, it was a, you, I'm just, it was a weird, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> We're thinking about Julie and Julia. I literally bought myself this cookbook on my 21st birthday because I loved that movie so much. It's so good. It's so good. And I never I have, really gave Julia Child the time of day till I watched that too, which makes me a little sad, but like, it's such a great movie. Well, it came out, that, I don't know when that movie came out, but I watched it when I was like 20 and I was oh, just getting into cooking. Yeah. I mean, we were still living at our parents' houses until, you know, we went to college. And then the first couple years of college, I didn't have access to my own kitchen. Same. And yeah. as soon as I did, I had this beautiful beautiful house that I cooked in and I bought this and a lobster pot for my 21st birthday from Williams Sonoma oh girl I went off and go off I have literally only used that lobster pot one time and it was four lobster (laughs) thermidor was it traumatizing no I drowned them in fresh water oh okay I I didn't want to boil them alive and I didn't want to chop them yeah give them to chop but this recipe Bouf bourguignon. Bouf bourguignon. Julia Child's bouf bourguignon. Yes. Um, I have Kyle does amazing. Shout very, out to you again, babe. Very true. Um, I also like to think, I mean, it would be a shame to waste even a drop, but if you're using this VMV 2017 Mouvette mm-hmm. in this dish, mm-hmm. there's literally not a perfect, more perfect wine. No, I agree. Um, it just is a shame to not have access to it as a wine <laughs> like i mean you could it, use it a just, little bit of it though yeah yeah you don't need too much um i have all of the information right here i figured sarah could kind of walk down since she's so much better about describing cooking processes yeah things. i but will read it even in uh in the ingredients it says three cups of full-bodied young red wine such as one of those suggested for serving or a chianti and i just think Mouvet is oh like i wouldn't the, do chianti no, too, it's too yeah and if you don't know what the fuck we're saying beef bourguignon oh. it's almost like a beef, beef stew, stew. Yeah. yeah it's basically like a beef stew and it's, it's one of those things yeah it's very hearty it's very like delicious you cook it for quite a while and it's one of those things you would probably serve over like mashed potatoes a creamy polenta like just kind of be that vehicle for everything so this recipe oh yeah the vegetable and wine selection see beaujolais too those are that's too light yeah it's too fruity it's way too fruity hmm this cookbook has like actual wine and beef stock splatter like on every single page because I used it so, so frequently. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. And this recipe, it looks like it's for six people. So you will need a six ounce chunk of bacon, a nine to 10 inch fireproof casserole, about three inches deep. So like you're a, what's the word? Dutch oven? Mm-hmm. Basically that, right? Um, a tablespoon of olive oil, a slotted spoon, about three pounds of lean stewing beef cut into two-inch cubes, one sliced carrot. One thing, I know we're going to get to it, but sure. the the meat is so incredibly specific in this, you have to pat every single piece of it down dry, mm. like with a paper towel. It's important, and though. And use, use like several paper towels. You have to get oh, every yeah. single bit of meat. It's yeah. so important. That's awesome. Um, one sliced onion. If you're Kyle, though. He uses those pearl onions. Kyle, you're a liar. You said you use this recipe, but you use your specific onions. He has his own way of doing things, he doesn't does. he? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, you'll need a <laughs> teaspoon of salt, a fourth teaspoon of pepper, two tablespoons of flour. The herbs are so important, too. Mm. Okay, three cups of a full-bodied young red wine, such as one of those suggested serving or Chianti. Ooh, three cups is quite a bit. It's a boozy. You know, I'm trying to. I was trying to think of what Kyle used. He had me pick up like a an inexpensive Pinot Noir at the store, and he used that, and it was totally fine. I will say this was also the first wine study that we introduced food, and it has. We've never gone back. We've never gone back. He served it over mashed potatoes in a little bowl. So good. It was perfect. Uh, Two to three cups of brown beef stock or canned beef bouillon. I would do the beef stock. Uh, Tomato paste. A tablespoon of tomato paste. Two. Two cloves of mashed garlic, a half teaspoon of thyme. Which I always use more thyme and more garlic. Yeah. Every time. Always. That's <laughs> not a lot at all. No, no. A crumbled bay leaf? I would use more than one of those, too. That's right. I use several. Like uh, four. Oh, three. I see now. 18 to 24 small white onions. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, all right, all right. And a quartered <laughs> fresh mushrooms. Okay, so Kyle hates mushrooms. He doesn't put mushrooms in his. I would love to eat this with mushrooms. Well, we'll make it. We'll make it. And he's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Partially because he is living elsewhere right now. But um, also, yeah. Sorry, Bubby. Um, so to begin with, you're going back to the six ounce chunk and bake chunk of bacon. You're going to remove the rind and cut the bacon into lardons, which are sticks about a fourth inch stick, a fourth inch stick, thick, bleh, <laughs> into lardons, sticks one fourth inch thick and one and one half inches long. Simmer the rind and bacon for ten minutes and one and a half quarts of water. Drain and dry. Preheat your oven to 450 degrees. Then you're going to saute the bacon and oil over moderate heat for two to three minutes to brown lightly. Remove to a side dish with a slotted spoon. Set casserole aside. Reheat until the fat is almost smoking before you saute the beef. And be very careful here because you don't want like a whole smoking situation in your home. It's so annoying. Dry the beef in paper towels, what Carter was talking about. It will not brown if it is damp. And that is so true. That's such a good thing to, to like, teach people. It's so true. Because we've all been there, like, this isn't browning, and the pan is so hot, and everything's just smoking now, and what are we doing? Well, that's literally why she wrote this cookbook, was to explain French processes and cooking, you know, methods to Americans. And you remember that scene in Julie and Julia where she goes, don't crowd the mushrooms, otherwise they won't brown. Every time I cook mushrooms. Don't crowd the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. They're not going to (laughs) brown. I think of that every single time I cook mushrooms. Same. Um, saute a few pieces at a time in the hot oil and the bacon fat until nicely browned on all sides. Add it to the bacon. In that same fat, brown the sliced vegetables. Pour out the sautéing fat after that point. Return the beef and bacon to the casserole and toss with the salt and pepper. Then sprinkle on the flour and toss again to coat the beef lightly with the flour. Set casserole uncovered in middle position of preheated oven for four minutes. Toss the meat and return to oven for four minutes more. And in parentheses it says, this browns the flour and covers the meat with a light crust. Mm, That sounds so good. Remove casserole and turn oven down to 325 degrees. At this point, you're going to stir in the wine and enough stock so that the meat is barely covered. Add the tomato paste, garlic, herbs, and bacon rind. 
bring to a simmer on top of the stove, then cover the casserole and set in lower third of preheated oven. Regulate heat so liquid simmers very slowly for two and a half to three hours. This is the point in time when Kyle made it. He was getting a little stressy. (laughs) (laughs) That is such an understatement. (laughs) And I was like, we were doing this at Joey's apartment also. So one, Kyle kept looking for like kitchen things and asking me where everything was. And I was like, I do not live here, (laughs) but I'll help you. Yeah, there's literally a, a lonely old ghost that lives there named like, Joseph Bagnasco. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, I don't live here, but I'll help you look for things. He's got um, everything you need. but He like, does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I, I don't know if it was this wine study or a different one. He had told Joey all he really needs is like a pot, meaning like this might have been on Kyle. He needed like a big pot yeah. for this. And Joey left him like a little saucepan. It was so cute. And I was like, that's no one's fault. (laughs) You know, I was just like comical. (laughs) Oh, and I'm sure he lost his mind. (laughs) Oh, God, yes. So at this point. um, That's no one's fault. (laughs) At this point, I took Carter. I mean, I took Kyle downstairs, essentially, because Joey lives downtown. I took him down this street and got like three margaritas in him to calm his nerves i remember that <laughs> didn't you go to la fiesta yeah. uh mean fuzz yeah it was right there Shout i was out like Nienfuzz. you're gonna have to suck these down like come on we can do this grow up <laughs> i love you i'm so sorry <laughs> he knows it's all in good all, all, all good fun um okay two and a half to three hours the meat is done when a fork pierces it easily Tender, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, and when you do that, you will definitely know. Totally. Because if you don't cook a roast or anything like that, pardon me, long enough, the meat is so tough, you're just like gnawing on it. Yeah. So like, if it's not done, you'll know. It needs to be like fork tender. Um, while the beef is cooking, prepare the onions and mushrooms and then set them aside until needed. When the meat is tender, pour the contents of the casserole into a sieve set over a saucepan. Wash out the casserole and return the beef and bacon to it. Distribute the cooked onions and mushrooms over the meat. Almost done, guys. I'm, I promise. This no, is the, just a very specific, awesome is, recipe. Which is very, very accessible <laughs> online. But it, it I, is. I like being able to talk about it with you guys mm-hmm. and with you, Sarah. Oh, because thanks. this is, I mean, uh, the reason why we're doing this pairing. Like, yeah. it's so absolutely perfect. Um, skim fat off the sauce, simmer sauce for a minute or two, skimming off additional fat as it rises. You should have about two and a half cups of sauce thick enough to coat a spoon lightly. If it's too thin, boil it down rapidly. If it's too thick, mix in a few tablespoons of stock or canned bouillon. Taste carefully for seasoning. Kind of what Carter said. She usually adds more herbs. I would do the same thing. Always. Um, pour the sauce over the meat and vegetables. For immediate serving, cover the casserole and simmer for two to three minutes, basting the meat and veggies with the sauce several times. Serve in its casserole or arrange the stew on a platter surrounded with potatoes, noodles, rice, or decorated with parsley. And then that's basically it. So you can just eat this as is, just sopping it up with like some nice crusty bread, I think would be really fun too. Um, It also says, you know, serve with potatoes. And that's kind of what we did at Wine Study. We had mashed potatoes in like a bowl and then just poured that beautiful, beautiful roast over it. And it was so yummy. Um, But yeah, that's the recipe. And it is kind of one of those, I won't say tedious, but like you really, it's a very mindful recipe. It takes the time that it takes. Yeah. So this is Mm -hmm. one of those where like, 
I would, you would have your timer going on your phone for a lot of different reasons, right? Remember in the movie when she made it and she fell asleep and she burnt the stew and she had to call off work the next day. And then her boss read her blog and was like, so you burnt the stew, huh? That was so brutal. And if I were her job, I would have been like, yeah, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Emergency. Yes. Literally. Oh, what a good movie. It is such a good movie. This is a good pivot to the album that we picked. It show is. Are you ready? Um, let me pull it up so I can talk about it a little bit more. Because I just started listening to it this past week. I was late to the game. Well, it only but I'll came out why. two weeks ago. Like well, the whole still, album. My, my, my phone has been blowing up about it. Well, for good reason. It's yeah. literally called Renaissance by Beyonce. Beyonce. Get with it. <laughs> I mean, it's probably... So Sarah and I are students of Kyle. He is literally all things gay culture, um, basically a walking encyclopedia for Drag Race, legendary mm-hmm. ballroom scene. It's very, very impressive. It's incredible. And I'm, I'm very grateful to have had access to this when I was younger in like the art yeah. community in Savannah. Um, I have really beautiful and talented... Um, performance art friends like my friend John is a dancer mm-hmm. and has told me you know Paris is bur- burning and like all of mm-hmm. these amazing culturally significant like things that have just been not in the zeitgeist yeah um ballroom is huge and this huge this album is inspired by ballroom scene yep um disco which as <laughs> we know Carter's disco kink <laughs> we love it and she's freaky with it and she got like she's just <laughs> letting it go like literally in the first track it's called i'm that girl mm-hmm. and she goes don't need drugs for some freak shit <laughs> i'm just high all the time <laughs> out of my mind and it's like yeah yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and i was one of those people I actually talked to Carter about this like months and months ago. I have never been a Beyonce fan. I thought it was bullshit when Destiny's Child broke up. I just like blamed her. I was like, oh, she wanted to go solo because she's the best. She's like so cool. Whatever. I just hate when people do that. But at the same time, whatever. No, I don't. I. It's like more of her voice also for me. I've never been a big fan of her voice. It kind of sounds like a dying goat to me most of the time. <clears throat> I just don't really vibe with a lot of her stuff. And Carter's like, I really will fight you now. She put her sunglasses on. <laughs> However, however, I'm leading up to it. This album, yeah, get there. <laughs> this album is fantastic. It's a masterpiece. Oh my god, it's so good. Like when Lemonade came uh, out, I remember exactly where I was. Really? Yeah, I remember exactly where I was the first time I heard "Break My Soul" when that came out because it was uh, right around the time Roe was overturned. In yes, America. yes, the timing. Oh yes. my God, the timing. So I went to the protest at the courthouse in Waco, yeah. and uh, when I drove off. I made a, a, I made the block and I was blasting this song and people all morning were driving by and honking and like showing their support and solidarity. And I had this and I stopped at the red light and just turned it all the way up to an 11. <laughs> and, and all of my friends that were still there, I had to go to work, unfortunately, so I had to leave a little early. But all my friends that were still there, like knew like the words and like they were singing like, you won't break my soul. Yes. You won't break my soul. And it was just such it's a so nice good. little moment of like energy you know and then there's actually a song on this album called energy and it's like Mm -hmm. incredible thick is incredible they're all i love cozy too cozy is this so pure honey is like tens 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 across Mm -hmm. the board oh it's so good yeah church girl yes the new national twerking anthem 
so good. They're all so good. <laughs> They're all so good. And kind of what Carter was going back to, thank you, Kyle, again, yeah, for honestly opening my mind to Pose, to Legendary. If y'all have not seen these shows, oh, my God. Get with it. Get with it. Where you can been? watch them on repeat because it's just mind-blowing, like the yeah. energy – everything that goes into the it. expertise and the movements the and expertise it's so and like i grew up dancing and yeah. the moves that everyone does in these ballroom scenarios oh my god the next they level, are unreal they unhuman. are like acrobats like the stamina and agility and just like the muscle. precision the precision and there's the strength the Ugh. strength that like your lower body has to have for a lot of that and like yeah. just centering yourself to not fall over at any point like there's, this is crazy. It's insane. A woman named Laomi who is mm. the a constant judge on Legendary. And like, can we do a let's do a little mm-hmm. toast to to Laomi. Um, she literally has a track yeah. named after her. And in the song he goes, She defies gravity. She defies gravity. Mm-hmm. And it and it's like la 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 and then it's like Laomi, Laomi, <laughs> and she's doing this duck walk and like she's flipping herself down, death drop, death drop. It's like spin, spin, spin. How do you not get disoriented? I mean, Dude, they're next level. They're that's insane. They are um, beautiful. And this is just, it's an incredible album. She's on a horse on the album cover. She's on a horse. <laughs> we love our horses. Here's a theme. So yeah. very like Lady Lady Godiva as well. Yes. Like the long. She has yeah the really yes. long flowing hair in this on the horse. Oh like man, Lady Godiva. So and damn just good, unbelievable. And I mean, it's hard sometimes for us to come up with like concepts for the show because mm-hmm. there's a first of all almost too many options. It's yeah, like which direction do you want to go? Mm-hmm. But when it clicks and falls into place like this, it's like we obviously we love to be able to take a picture of the bottle with the album and then all the pictures of the food. Mm-hmm. But this just it, I mean, it makes sense to us. Yeah. Right. Carter also has a tattoo of a horse. Horse, horse, horse. So when we're like horse, oh, horse, I pointed to- <laughs> she pointed to her arm, went horse. And then we like looked at the bottle. And we're like horse. And then we're like, oh, my God, Beyonce Renaissance horse. <laughs> Triple horses. Triple horses. Jack five. <laughs> tens, 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 tens. <laughs> I'm feeling so good but about this. This album, too, I have never not liked an artist and then oh, them put something on, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I didn't get you before. Maybe you didn't get me before. Maybe but she didn't get herself before. Maybe she didn't get herself before, but I feel like I respect you now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what you make after this. Now I don't really care what you made before this, but, like, this album, I will jam till the day I die. It's oh, yeah. so good. It's a summer slammer. It's a summer slammer, and if you don't want to dance after this album, just, like, What's wrong break with you? your ankle because <laughs> you're not using them. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. There's no way you can't move your body to this song. No way. And we're definitely going to listen to it in the car when we leave here. Do you want to go get lunch? Yes, I'm starving. (laughs) (laughs) Three glasses of wine later. I think I'm starving. (laughs) All righty, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening with us today. We hope you enjoyed everything. Grab a bottle of Moved. If you can't find these two, just... Really look at your local grocery stores, liquor stores, natural wine shops, nat- uh, local wineries, too. You never know where, where you'll find it. Totally. Yeah, so grab your gla- favorite glass, put on your favorite record, shake that ass, <laughs> <laughs> and let's have some fun. Cheers. Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. Cheers.